Welcome to Tales of Adulting with Anne and Ashley. Welcome to Tales of Adulting, where the struggle is real for everyone. Uh, This week, Anne and me, Ashley, tell you about our hilarious tales of adulting and then talk about some real life shit that's happening as well. Hey, Anne. Hi. Happy Saturday. Oh my gosh. I feel like um, my adulting, Tales of Adulting, maybe it should be called Tales of Trying to Adult. <laughs> Dale, tales of adult fails. Adult failures, yeah. Right now, um, I've been uh, traveling, as have you, right? So yeah. you'll have to give me your recovery tips because I just got back and I feel like there's dust over everything, suitcases exploded in every room, and it does not feel like adulting. Bills to be paid, mail to check, all those little things. It's not that serious, but it just takes time and effort when I'd rather be on the couch or at the pool. Oh, yeah. And if you live in a small space, like, it's your whole living room if your suitcase is exploded. It's like, that's the only thing you can look at. <laughs> right. Oh, for sure. So um, where were you this week? Uh, Detroit. D-Town, as I like to call it. I don't know if the locals actually call it D-Town, but I'm, like, <laughs> down in the D-Town. Um, yeah, I was I was there for a work conference. Um talking about uh, visiting with people, talking about China and and companies, Mm -hmm. small, medium-sized businesses selling into China. But I was really excited to go there because most people think about Detroit and it's like, ah, it's run down. But I've just heard such great news about Detroit, like when they were giving away houses to artists, if they would stay in them, and they're doing a lot to revitalize the community. So... Before I went, I, I know most people were probably like, uh, Detroit, but I was like quite excited to go there. And then oh, yeah. it like lived up to it too. So um, I stayed in, they call it Corktown, which is a little bit off downtown, but it's about a 15, 20 minute walk to downtown. And then the first thing I asked was like, can I walk? Can I walk there? And yeah. the guy like thought I was ridiculous, you know? Really? Yeah, cause, because because. I think that's a legit question. Yeah, but I think that many people come in and they're like, "Can I walk there? Detroit's so dangerous." Right. And he he's a local, and he's like, "No, that's not how it is. Like, it's I don't want to say like a hundred percent safe, but like any other community, you know, it was the areas that I were I was in from Corktown to downtown to Midtown, where um, the art museum, which you're familiar with, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I walked all those places, and it was. It was safe and fun, and there was, you know, really cute restaurants, great parks. It it was really beautiful. That sounds amazing. It's definitely on my list. Um, yeah, you mentioned the art museum. Detroit was one of those cities that was built by some of, like, the founders of the United States. Yeah. Uh, you know, Boston is also, and, and Detroit is the same. So they have this incredible art collection of old masters that you couldn't amass today. You know, everything would cost so much money. Um so that's incredible. I'm so jealous. Yeah. In the art museum, I mean, there was a few stories of, like, you know, people in Europe marrying some people who were here in America and, like, sharing their – dedicating their um, their wealth or their art collection or whatnot. So it was very cool. Um, I didn't get to do all that much, like, eat, drink, but it was a bit for work. And, and walk around, it's my favorite way to see a city and get the feel of yeah. how things are. Um, but one thing that I really miss that if – I would suggest anybody. It's Motown. Like, Motown's oh, so yeah. great. So there's a Motown museum, which I wanted to go to, but they only do – you have to be on a tour. 
and the tours are like every hour, every half hour, and it didn't work with my schedule. So I thought, okay, yeah, it's a reason to go back, right? (laughs) I feel like you also got to meet like my girl idol slash crush slash the queen of all adulting. I'm I'm panting right now. (laughs) Yeah. Tell me, tell me about meeting Martha Stewart, please. I, like, didn't actually get to meet her. Like, I wasn't up close and personal. But she's just, like, everything. Everything. She's the woman. Yeah. And actually, her story is um, very inspiring. I think when people think about Martha, I don't know. I always think about, like, jail, her jail sentence or Snoop Dogg or, like, she's so powerful, things like that. Yeah. But it's, like, she told her story from the beginning. And it's, like, you know, she just started cooking. She just started catering. And it's, like... You look at people and you're like, they're so successful. And I think that it's true that there's no such thing as an overnight success. It's like, what is an overnight success? It can look like that. But actually, it's going to be millions and millions and millions and billions of overnight successes, right? It's hard work day in and day out, which is mm-hmm. a lot of people don't don't really take that into account. Especially nowadays, like, you know, everything's so instant for us yes. and for the world. And sometimes I worry about our younger uh, generation. But oh, I do all the time. I was at a baseball game this week, and um, it was with some work work people. And someone brought their kid, and their they this her son brought a friend, and I don't know, maybe they were like ten or twelve. I'm really bad at kid ages. They I were like so four feet tall, and they didn't even watch the game the whole time. They were like playing games and then playing with a fidget app on uh-huh. their phone, and that like it was so ridiculous. I'm like, wow, have we lost the ability to just like watch something so I mean even I have been trying not to do that you know I'm waiting in the grocery line at um, a store and I like check get out my phone and I check my work email and I'm trying not to do that like let it settle a little bit yeah I'm a bit torn because I have the app instapaper you can save articles to read later Mm -hmm. and I'm like okay that's a great you know I'm waiting at the elevator waiting in line like a great use of time to read about something and learn about it and, like, yeah, on one hand, that's true. But on the other hand, it's, like, what is this doing, like, to my brain and to my system and to, you know, it's, like, I don't have to be staring at a screen all the time. Right. Yeah, um, I know some people are, like, okay, take one day off. It's, like, one day, no phone, no email. But it's, like, I don't know if I can ever do that, which speaks to my addic- addiction. But I know for your job, you can't really do that anyway. Unless I'm on vacation and I've made it really clear that I'm not going to be able to be reached, I definitely feel like I at least need to check my email like once a day on the weekend, which turns into like 30 times, you know, know, just in case, and stay abreast of what's happening in the world as well, I would say. That's part of my job. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, honestly, I check it way more than I would need to do. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's hard. It's my own habit. Um, okay, well, let's not talk about our bad email habits, but you talked about you can go offline when you're on vacation. That's right. And so, um, like I just said, my favorite way is walking around the city, getting the feel like you were just in Belize. So tell all, what did you see? How did you see it? Like, yes. Tell, tell. I am like one of those travelers that I love doing research before going to a place. So of course I had read a book about Belize. It was like photos, you know, Belize, whatever. And I just, I feel like the book didn't do it justice, number one, but it was like a good preview. And I have some funny stories. So first, Belize is super small and um, it, like, it was actually called British Honduras until the mid 80s. 
which I did not know, you know, until it became Belize. And the whole country has a population of about 300,000 people. That's crazy. Which put into context of the United States, yeah, that's like nothing. 300,000. Wow. Yeah, it's a really, really, really small country. There's a ton of it that's uninhabited. And, I mean, there's like wild jungle forests everywhere. And, I mean, that could be like a slightly off population you know, figure, but still, but it's, it's a really enough. small. Yeah, it's a really small country. There are no chains of any kind. Oh, I love like, that though. Not, very authentic. Yeah. Oh, very authentic. I mean, they have these little like huts along the side of the road that say fast food, and it's because it's food that's been prepared, you know, by hand. It is fast it's ready food. to go. Yeah, there is no like our kind of fast food. Yeah. And man, you look at the kids there, and they're all like super healthy and fit looking and happy you know all of them were like smiling in their little school uniforms um so I thought that was interesting but overall it was an awesome country it was like a little I was I kind of went into it jaded so I've been like reading all these things about travel and like how to travel more and longer and blah 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 and um I hate tours like they're just not my favorite thing. You know, like, you get in a bus with a bunch of people. You have to do this, like, predetermined thing. You eat this weird lunch. And um, a lot of this stuff in Belize required a guide. Interesting. And I was like, Gover- because oh, of, my God. Like, why? Is it government regulated? or? I think a lot of- it has to do, honestly, with safety and access. Okay. Like, you could take a bus some places, and they're actually old school buses from America. So no air. Um you know, no, like, seatbelts, things like that. But they don't go everywhere. I mean, there's only, like, one main road that goes through Belize. Mm-hmm. And then the other part of it is there's really, there's some really dangerous animals there. So where we Ooh, were down like in, the, like, kind of, like, Sorry. Uh, well, there's a snake called oh, the Fertilance. Okay, never mind. I know. <laughs> I hate snakes. And there's, like, nine poisonous, eight or nine poisonous snakes. I can't remember. Um, and the this one in particular is called the Fertilance. And most snakes hear you and run away. This snake actually hears you and then, like, waits to strike you. It, like, holds So it, like, its hunts you. Oh, my God. That Kinda. is terrifying. Nightmares. Isn't that terrifying? Forever. So, okay, I think that they make you have a guide because there are things like this snake. There's jaguars. There's wild boars. There's monkeys. There's, like, pythons and vipers. I mean, there's, like, a lot of... And it okay. is, like, pretty wild. So this was, like, the most pleasant surprise. I thought, like, I was kind of being negative. I was like, oh, God, this is going to be, like, a tour, and we're going to be, like, and it was not, like, a polished tour. It was just, like, this dude that, like, took us on his boat, and, like, it was great. I mean, it was was awesome, and, like, we would not have been able to do these things without having guides. I feel the same way. So that was, like, a good lesson. Yeah, you take a tour, and you're like, "Uh uh-huh, tour. One of my, like, favorite things that I've only done once is the hop-on, hop-off bus. And I know that it's not yes. a tour, but Kyle hates it. And he's always like, no. Like, it's a joke between us because I'm like, let's do it. And so whenever, like, I'm traveling with someone else, it's like, then they will do it. But with Kyle, I can't. But I do think that's a good lesson. It's like all tours aren't bad, you know? No. And Especially in Belize. Like, yeah. you, you need it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So cool. So what did you do on the tour? Like, what... So I feel like I have like three favorite things, but I also have to give a shout out to the hop on hop off buses because they are super touristy, but they're like the best way to use quote unquote public transportation to like see everything you want to see. Exactly. So really you should sell Kyle on it. It's like mass transit to all the things you want to see. I've like tried to sell him on it so hard and I'm like, we can like get drinks and make it fun and yeah, I'm going to make a hop on hop off bus like party. I love it. 
It'd be like tag or something, but with booze. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, and no one would give a, you know what, in any other country but America. Like, you uh, could have all the drinks you want on that car. Yeah. Exactly. Um, exactly. So, I did do one of the coolest things I think I've ever done in my entire life. And, like, we can talk about this later, but you and I have been to some really cool places. Like, Angkor Wat yeah. is also probably one of the coolest things Cambodia ever. Is still one of my favorites. Me too. I love I loved it. Um, but they have this cave there. They, they give it the acronym ATM. It's, like, Aktun Tuknal Muknil or something. It's this Mayan site. And um, caves were, like, the way to the underworld for Mayans. Wow. And so they believed in, like, there's, like, you know, the heavens, like, seven layers of heaven, like, earth, and, like, seven layers of hell. And this cave is like in the jungle so we have to literally ford or cross three rivers to get to this cave entrance and then you have to like swim into this cave and i don't know what i was expecting but it was so cool this cave was discovered in i can't remember if it was 93 or 94 by a, wow. a geologist or excuse me an archaeologist and um it was a site a sacred mayan site so the farther they went in, they actually used this cave for sacrifice, like human sacrifice. So at first there was like a bloodletting altar and that was like maybe like a 15 minute like trudge into this cave. And then you get farther along and that's actually when it was getting more desperate for the Mayans. So they actually found fingers, like finger wow. bones, you know, like knuckles down kind of thing. And then you keep going and you get to the back, and which they called the cathedral. And this cave was huge. It was probably 20 feet tall. 40 feet wide, I mean, a huge cave underground, and it had these beautiful stalagmites that were the entire run. They almost looked like columns. Wow. Like, it was so beautiful. And then finally, there's actual bones, and like people, like exactly how it was, and there was pots everywhere, but they decided not to excavate this site and leave it as is so people could actually see, you know, like how, how things was were. Like. Yeah. Yeah. And it was Very just, cool. it was so cool. I was thinking to myself, man, if I had seen this, like as a kid, I'm pretty sure it would like change the course of your life. Yeah. You know, like you might want to do this for a living. Yeah. And it sounds like it was a little just, bit yeah. eerie, you know, like, oh, oh yeah. That's so cool. You learn like the history and what people believe in, all of those things like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we learned about some of the Mayan, like, gods. So Tata Duende is, like, the like the god of the forest or the demon of the forest. I don't know. But he, like, allegedly snatches kids and takes them into this cave. So that's, like, the other interesting thing. So it was on Mayan land. You're definitely and, uh, taking your kids there, aren't you? You're like, I'm going right? to scare the shit out of them and change their lives. <laughs> well, that's the other crazy part. So they're, 14 years ago, they trained 30 guides to be able to take people on this tour and each guide can only take eight people at a time. So it's, it's very restricted and limited and they haven't done another training oh, in wow. 14 years and wow. five of the guides have already retired. So I feel like this is probably going to go away, you know, sometime in the next 10 or 15 years. Like they just Why haven't they people trained more people? The guy who discovered the cave hasn't wanted to. Wow. Yeah. That's too I don't know. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And, um, but the, the, our guide who grew up in the area he wasn't Mayan, but he, he grew up in the area. It was like, you know, think about it. Mayan people would never send their children or would never go and see this because to them, it's not only a sacred site. Caves are where, like, the, the devils take your children to kill yeah. them. And I'm like, oh, that's so crazy. Like, we just, you know, this is like a tour thing for us, and it's the sacred site that they would never go to. But I don't yeah. know. It was just super cool and, like, Freaky. I mean, they sacrificed babies. Sounds very and, freaky. Yeah, there was three babies in this cave. And, I mean, we literally were in water for everywhere from, like, ankle deep to, like, couldn't even touch. 
swimming into this cave. Wow. We had to like climb up these rocks and like twist our body through this other little. It was just the coolest thing ever. So if you that, go to Belize, you have to do this cave. That it was sounds so, so cool. awesome. That sounds so cool. It was amazing. Is um, it? Um, this is maybe dumb. I mean, I don't know that much about Belize, but is is it a like poor country? Yes. Okay. It's very. Because I would assume I I get like that's my guess, but I don't know. So that's also interesting that they haven't trained more people because tourism is often a way for like economic development. Yes, it's actually a really big part of their economy. They also have a lot of produce. They grow bananas. They grow um, coconuts. They actually have a lot of fruit. There's a ton of chicken that's produced in the country. That actually, they have a really big Amish population. Random. I know. Which I like was just German at the Amish. Amish community in Missouri. Good oh, times. yeah. Good times there. <laughs> I guess some of these are really, really strict Amish, too. Like, they don't use electricity. Women aren't allowed to talk to outside wow. people. Wow, wow. Um, I didn't encounter them. They have a ton of fruit. So they have, like, orange orchards, and they have all this fun fruit, like, soursop that I've never tried before and, like, things like that. Um, yeah, it was it was really cool. It was a oh, cool country. Fun. Mm-hmm. fun. But very and after so there was a hurricane in 2001 that like destroyed a lot of the stuff along the coast so we were in Placencia which is like a peninsula near the southern um, part and um, I think 90% of the buildings and the trees were destroyed at that time and after that land was really cheap so a bunch of foreign investors came in and like bought up land built stuff um, it's still where we were at least still wasn't that populated wasn't that commercial or anything like that but I definitely think that's what's coming in the next 10 years yeah. it's a pretty easy flight from the U.S. yeah um you know Southwest flies there now so I think it's only going to open it up yeah but I we didn't go to, there's a key so a little island right near Belize City it's called Amber East Key and I've heard that that is way more like commercial populated I met this French girl and she said it was like Disneyland it was not enjoyable <laughs> I was like, okay, I can see that. Uh, I guess uh, yeah. it depends on your, like, what you're interested in, if Disneyland is enjoyable or not. I doubt uh, it, but uh, I've never been. But Placencia was amazing. It was really tiny yeah. and, like, small uh, little community. But uh, it's funny because, so, you know, we flew into Belize City, which is, like, their their big city. It's not their capital, but it's near the capital. And I was like, oh, we should, you know, we should not just drive through this big city. We should stay for a night or two. And I started doing some research, and in 2015, they had the third highest murder rate in the world in Belize City. Wow. Yeah. So uh, since then, they've done a lot of stuff to try to make it safer because, again, tourism is is a big moneymaker. Is it, like, drug violence? Is it what kind of violence? It's drugs and gangs. Okay. um, Which, I mean, it makes sense. They're border with Guatemala, Honduras, and Mexico. Yeah. And, again, when you have poor countries, like, that's the kind of stuff that comes in. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, so we ended up not staying there like at all, um, which was fine, but you know, I'm sure that'll change too, just as they get more tourists coming and like they want the money. So oh, sounds so fun though. Yeah. yeah. So, so honestly, you, so, okay. You, number one, you have to do oh, yeah. ATM if you go to Belize. Number two is like snorkeling or scuba diving or something. They, I mean, they have a reef, which is pretty amazing, but they also have three atolls. So there's only four atolls in the Northern Hemisphere and three are off the coast of Belize. And they're basically like formations, like tectonic plates moved and, you know, coral formations grew up. So that was pretty cool. cool. Um, And then honestly, number three is just to relax. 
Yeah. It's, you know, we were there for a week and like we dove two days and we did this ATM thing and we did a monkey river. And I was like, I just want a couple days to just chill on the beach, play in the water, drink a coconut rum drink while like looking at the beautiful scenery. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Like, I feel like when I was younger, I was like, okay, I think I gotta do this and then I gotta do this and then, you know, and like really packed it in. But, um, I definitely would recommend relaxing a little bit. Like, I, we brought our hammock, and, like, we put up our hammock and hung out in that. And oh, I don't know. It was so amazing. That's so much fun. That's so much fun. That's awesome. I love that it, you say relaxing because I think some environments, you know, like, different places have different energy. Yes. And, and if that's, like, the energy there and it makes it so conducive to relaxing, it's it's really nice. So chill. Oh, my gosh. It was <sighs> so chill. Okay, so this Everyone is had putting beer in their lunch. some major wonderlust in me. <laughs> Oh, girl. You know, I'm like 100% wonderless. I don't even know how I'm living here, but I think yes. that we need uh, to plan a girl's trip, definite girl's trip. And I'm like, I really don't even care where it is. I'm like, it could even be my swimming pool. Like, yeah. you know, my apartment swimming pool. Ideally, actually, there's no ideal place. Somewhere far away, somewhere close. I don't care. I know. Like, I, I want to go to New Zealand, but I also want to go to Laos. Yeah. I want to go to um, India. I mean, there's a million places I want to go. Okay, so a, Lao, literally a million. Lao, I don't know if, I don't know, I always struggle, like, Lao or Laos. Um, oh, but I think it's Lao. I think you're right. Yeah, that's always on the top of my list as well. And New Zealand, New Zealand and Australia. But I'm like, it's so hard because I'm like, okay, if I go there, I want, like, a month, you know? So I'm right. just like, ugh, that's not doable. Right. Yeah, I'll take what I can get. I mean, Skip and I have been doing, like, trips where it, they're, like, 10 days because we leave Friday night, we get back Sunday night, and, like, just to maximize our vacation. And, you know, I just started a new job, and I don't have a ton of vacation. And, like, last year, you know, we went to visit you in China, and we were only there for a week, and everyone was like, oh, my God, you went all that way just for a week? And my response is, like, it's better than not going at all. Exactly. It's like, do you want to go or not? You know, it's like, yeah. do you want to have gone or And whatever. it was amazing. Like, you get a lot out of it. You get to see things, like, do things, you know. Visiting. Oh, it was the best. <laughs> it was so fun. And I was, like, so happy that I got to see you. Yeah. Which, I mean, we should tell our listeners that it follows a trend. I mean, I only get to visit you a little bit when you travel or when you when you were living abroad, but I will never forget our epic trip of South Korea, Vietnam, and Cambodia. Ever. I just remember that was the sickest that I've ever been. Oh, in Vietnam? Vietnam. Yeah. Like, I think... You ever. ate the hairy meatballs. <laughs> Tip, don't eat the hairy meatballs, no matter how hungry you are or how good they seem. Right? I remember, like, the noodle shop that we got those in. And people I, were eating there, so it wasn't, like, this no. weird little... Yeah. yeah. But I'm not going to lie. They looked shady as hell, and I didn't eat them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was a good choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we had eaten a lot of weird stuff in Vietnam. Yeah. And most Viet- of it was pretty good. Yeah, Vietnam was pretty weird, <laughs> I thought. But... Yeah, I'll take it all. It was really great. One place we didn't go, which has been in the news lately, North Korea, which is for yeah. very sad reasons it's been in the news. Like, oh, what yeah. happened to, what is his name? Otto, I don't know how to say his last Otto name. Otto Warmbier? Warmbier. Yeah, I was like, it's sad. It, the last name, it looks like Warmbier, but, but very, yeah. very sad. 
it's so interesting. Like I, I understand how people are a little bit fascinated. Like there's a writer who is the North Korea bureau chief um, for, I think, I can't remember if it's the Washington Post or New York Times, but I read a post on him and he actually lives in China, but he gets, he's like allowed to go to North Korea once a month. And I guess I see the benefit of that because if it was a completely closed country, you know, who knows what they yeah. could be doing to their people. But I, it's interesting, like when, when I was coming to visit you, I remember in my guidebook, it, there was a portion on North Korea and I was really thinking about it because, you know, it's like, who knows if I'll ever get to South Korea again, let alone have the opportunity to go to North Korea. But for me, I just decided, like, why would I want to give money and support this regime? Like, if you go on a tour, it's government sponsored. Everything yeah. is run by the government. And you're basically, like, giving them money to, like, continue and, like, supporting their regime. I just couldn't get behind that. Yeah, I totally agree. So the the super surprising thing. So in... In South Korea, it's, like, kind of like a no-no. Like, your guidebook talked about it. But it's, like, people don't go do it. And in South Korea, you, like, hear, oh, like, one person went and did it. And it's, like, really looked down on, you know, because it's, like, that – I don't want to say necessarily it's an enemy. It's, like, yeah, it's, it's a nation – you know, South Korea, North right. Korea, they're one nation. Used to be one nation. But um, right. you just don't do it because it's seen that way. But in China – so then when I moved to China, it's, like – there's so many companies and like going to North Korea is very, very common among people, which I find so interesting because people are, are look at it like, yeah, like I went to North Korea, it's closed, but they don't think about the ramifications, like supporting like a, a bad government, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, people like going to run the marathon in Pyongyang is very popular, um, and then just trips that are very popular. And there was a recent article in Washington Post about the um, tour company that Otto Warmbier went on. And it's yeah. like, all they do is drink. And I think that's super common among um, many of the tour groups. Because the tour groups, it's like they'll take you to Western China. They'll take you to Southern China. They'll take you everywhere. But North Korea is a very, very popular tour. And it's like, it's definitely like party, party, party. And that's what it Which sounded like. Which is so like. weird. Like, yeah. not like the people there get to party. Yeah. It's like, why would you go? Like, you can party anywhere. But it's like, yeah. why would you go there? And especially, like, I think that's really um, irresponsible. Like, not adulting. For a company, it's like you're – people are paying you to take you there and you're just getting them drunk. One, you aren't showing them the country. They aren't learning that much. Two, that's really, really dangerous. Like, oh, as much so as – I mean, people are like, oh, I'm under control. I know how to take care of myself when I'm drunk. But, like, there's just so many unknown factors. Well, and it's it's so sad. Like, in this case, oh, my <sighs> goodness. I mean, yeah, I, I can't imagine, like, being his – family or you know his parents and like dude was 22 so uh, and god only young. knows what they did to him and you know the family declined an autopsy um why did they so, decline an autopsy wow i don't know, I don't know. I, you know no one's explained why maybe they just I, were like needed to be at rest with it or you know maybe some religious you know i think there's a lot that we don't know and we'll never know right i I think we'll never know now yeah Yeah. but i thought that was so i I don't know it just it really reminded me of that because like i remember consciously making that decision like i remember thinking about it and then consciously being like no i don't want to support this government like that's silly to me 
But so in China, these tours, are they for the Chinese people or for like all the tourists? I mean, I'm sure there's some for Chinese, but mostly expats are the ones that I know. And obviously, like, that's what I was. So that's what I know. But yeah, yeah, expats. They showed like I've seen some news stories on it and they did show like pictures of not only his tour group, but others. And it does seem like a lot of foreigners, non like non-Asian people. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I mean, it's just one of those things like people are like. Ooh, I'm not supposed to do this, but right. they're making it so easy to do it, and then not thinking it through, you know, not seeing okay, what could happen, which is right. things can happen when you travel anywhere, but like, who are you supporting? Right, right, yeah. I don't know, it, man. Feels, I just... it feels a little bit like morally corrupt for these companies as well, because a lot of the companies and the one that Auto was on are run by foreigners as well. Oh, yeah. And their solution is that they're not going to allow Americans. I know. I saw that, which is so ridiculous. I I feel the same way. And I'm like, I get it that we have like a a political chip because we are Americans. But I don't know. And I mean, I heard this stat like at least one person has been held there each year for the past 10 years. Actually, more than one person. It it turned out like 1.1 or something. I'm like, yeah, I just, that's a great, that's a risk that I'm not willing to take. And I'm like super into adventurous travel and that is yeah. just not for me. Yeah, I feel like you will go like pretty much anywhere, but it's like when it comes down to like that kind of stuff, it's just like, you know, yes, it's not safe, but that's like, it's the supporting their government sort of thing. Right. I don't know. It makes right. me feel very upset like at these companies that they offer that because I feel like it's morally corrupt. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and, and. And being able to support their people a little bit more. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I can't. So I I I guess it'd be interesting to get their viewpoint as well. Like, it's like they probably think that they're, like, helping the North Korean people because there are a lot of people in poverty. But it's like the government's not helping their own people. No. Uh, Yeah. And, I mean, they're, like, known to, like, torture people and treat them unfair. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was really eye-opening. And it made me think about, too, like, future travels, like, you know, right now, especially, we, it's such an interesting time. Like, I had mentioned going to Colombia to skip, which, like, it's supposed to be becoming this, like, much more interesting tourist destination. It's much safer now. But, you know, now it's on the border with Venezuela, which is, like, undergoing all sorts of crazy things. Like, now is out of time to go to Venezuela. I'm like, I want to go to Turkey. And, like, right now, that's kind of up in the air. Like, I want to go to Egypt. Like, it's really sad that, I don't know, that we have to think about those things. But we do. We have to think about how we're spending our money and who we're supporting and also our safety. Yeah. It's like you might do that. Like, a lot of people are really into that, like, in their local community or their groceries or their clothes. But it's like it extends to everything. And it's like... I know you're only one person, but where you spend your money and what you do, like, you are helping create the world. Like, the power is in you. Um, This, like, is going to lead up perfectly to our next episode where we talk about eating as an adult and um, being vegetarian or vegan or a meat eater, I think, right? Uh, I cannot wait. (sighs) Yay. Well, thanks so much for joining us this week. Check back next week for a new episode of Tales of Adulting. Bye. To share your stories, email us at talesofadulting at gmail.com. Music provided by bensound.com. <laughs>